to you from somewhere along the Ohio-West Virginia border, welcome to Nostalgia Highway, the movies you know from the guys you don't. We thank you so much for hitching a ride along with us today. I'm your host, the Mayor Matt Logston, and with me as always are my two esteemed co-hosts. I'm Dave King of the Road. And I am the Lord Ketchum to close out 2019 here on Nostalgia Highway. In Yuletide Slasher Month, we will be discussing Silent Night, Deadly Night from 1984. The night before Christmas, when all through the house, not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. The stockings were hung by the chimney with care, in hopes that St. Nicholas soon would be there. Remember, he only looks like Santa Claus. You've made it through Halloween. Now try and survive Christmas, Silent Night, Deadly Night, Rated R. A young boy and his family encounter a murderous Santa while traveling home for Christmas. After enduring the loss of his parents, he grows up to punish people who have been naughty on Christmas. Spoiler alert. (laughs) Punishment ahead. Punish! Punish! (laughs) I love it. So before we actually get right into the movie, uh, I think we would... uh be foolish to not discuss the uh, media controversy that surrounded yeah (laughs) yeah the uh the media controversy that got stirred up the hashtag not my santa claus movement yeah 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 basically (laughs) pretty much in modern times that's what we'd call it (laughs) yeah i mean but it's it's weird because like tales from the crypt uh they did uh an episode where they had a murderous santa and it was actually redone in the 90s version um with larry drake uh, Christmas Evil, which we reviewed earlier this month, uh, they had a killer Santa Claus, you know, but neither of these ever got any, I mean, nobody batted an eyelash at them. Um, but uh, this one, it uh, it pinged on somebody's radar. Oh, yeah. Before it was even released, I mean, the networks were pulling uh, any of the ads and trailers that they had on their networks. Uh, you know, because they didn't want to be that network that depicted a killer Santa yeah. on their, uh, you know, during prime time when everybody's watching, uh, the, you know, the Cosby show. Obviously, yeah. they miss Christmas Evil. That damn yeah. Harry. No Harry. <laughs> this is kind of the I spit on your grave of Christmas horror movies. If you yeah. want to compare it like that, it's... It's, it's a little too edgy this for... This one's more raunchy. ...to accept. Yeah. It is. This one's raunchier than Spit on Your Grave? No, no. Like, uh, out of all the uh, Christmas... Oh, especially oh, yeah, versus yeah, Christmas yeah. Evil. Yeah, I understand. You know? yeah. yeah, especially versus Christmas Evil. 
there is this highly motivated, I guess we'll call, group of parents. They were out of Milwaukee, Wisconsin, started to protest, and they were picketing outside of theaters where this was being shown. Uh, they asked people that were you know, going by to sign petitions to have it removed from theaters. And this group of assholes, uh, they became known as the uh, Citizens Against Movie Madness, CAM. CAM. For short. Mm. I think they all sat around in a room and thought that up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unreal. The producers of this movie, I mean, they obviously, they did not expect all this backlash from this killer Santa yeah. theme that's, you know, it's been it's done before, yeah. you know, multiple times over. Um, they did actually kind of expect to get a little bit of heat from the uh, Catholic Church in that regard with the movie. Sure. TV personality Phil Donahue, he actually had one of his entire episodes of Donahue. Condemning it? Yeah, and yeah. dedicated to this movie and movies like yeah. it. Old Donahue. Old Phil Donahue. I haven't seen him in a minute. Mm. Yep. Even Siskel and Ebert, they dogpiled in on the protest. They shit all over this movie. Yeah, they would shit over this movie. Gene Siskel, he went as far as reading aloud all of the names of the companies that own distributor TriStar Pictures on their show, followed by a shame on you. Like, really? He, he went there. I don't think it's that bad. <laughs> you know? Uh, they For uh, that time, I feel like it was. Yeah, yeah I mean, this I, was, I, agree. I mean, he put them on blast. Uh, Shame they, on you. Yeah, then called out producers, the writers, and director, and said, you people, quote, you people have nothing to be proud of. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> He's not wrong, wrong sir. He's wrong. <laughs> oh, my God. But with all these protests and the controversy, the, the it actually got pulled after two weeks. It lasted two weeks before they finally pulled it because they were just like, all right, fine. No more. They didn't want to put up with it anymore. Even though the run it got in theaters were short, one could argue that the fact that it was so short and controversial, it, it added the intrigue and the uh, the want, you know, to have people attracted to the, see this movie. Right. And uh, it still turned a modest profit. Not much. I mean, it did turn a profit. and it, uh, uh, raised more eyebrows than, uh, I believe, another favorite of yours, Catcher. What's that? Nightmare on Elm Street. On its release. Yep. Yeah, oh, opened the sure. same weekend. Yeah. It outdid it. Not by a whole bunch, but it did. It's because of the controversy. Controversy sells, kids. Yes, that's right. Well, and actually, from if I understand correctly, this was actually showing on more screens than what Nightmare on Elm Street was starting out, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong. I'm not sure about that. Hmm. But uh, are you guys familiar with the documentary Going to Pieces, The Rise and Fall of the Slasher film? It came out in 06. Have you ever seen it? I went through it once. When have it first you? came out. I have not. Oh, you watch it. You'd like yeah. it. It's really. I'm gonna, it's I'm a, gonna be able to answer specific trivia on it because it's been a minute. Uh, it's it's a really good documentary. I really recommend it, Hitchhikers. If you haven't seen it, I'm I'm pretty sure. Uh, honestly, check Tubi. Mm. <laughs> I, it, right it probably is there. To be honest with you. I think at one time it was, but uh, Lily and Chaven, who played Mother Superior, she uh, was interviewed on there, and she had a little segment talking about. Silent Night, Deadly Night, and she said straight out, like, this, it was marketed wrong, and, you know, by having the uh, <laughs> campaign centered on a killer Santa Claus, she thought that if it went more towards uh, focusing on Billy's psychological breakdown, sure, 
maybe then it wouldn't have, you know, pinged that radar. Make of it a psychological cam. thriller. Yeah. I mean, and honestly, I think at its core, it's what it is. Sure, yeah. And honestly, if you think about it, I think this and Christmas Evil, there, there's a lot of parallels between these two movies. This one is just kind of like, if Christmas Evil, you know, as far as like the Yuletide Slashers, Christmas Evil is a Halloween, Silent Night, Deadly Night's the Friday the 13th. You know what I mean? Hmm. As far as that, yeah. that's kind of what I compare them to. It's definitely more ramped up. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Which the I gore, love. You yeah, know, sure. You know, I said that in Christmas Evil review. You know, I want, yeah. my, I want it more ramped. Yeah. I need more action. But speaking of Cam, you know, yeah, they got the movie pulled, and they were riding pretty high on a victory because they got it pulled out. And What's I guess next, what can else can we pull? Right, yeah, I mean, and that's I guess from what I understand, uh, they had high hopes of uh, taking on Hollywood and challenging them on uh, violent film content uh, for other films, also. But it ended up not happening. Again, it's a bunch of assholes sitting in a room together, going, "We scored this victory. We need to take it all the way to the top." Yep. Yeah, I mean. Yep, but they ended up... Nothing can stop us now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they ended up disbanding. Uh, The group fell apart, and uh, they were never to be heard from ever again. So they got this one victory on Silent Night, Deadly Night. Uh, The band probably still tries to get a reunion together every few years. And hushed tones. I hear you. They probably do. You going to the camera reunion this year? (laughs) Yeah. I might. Assholes. Oh, supposed to bring food? <laughs> Who's hosting this year? Well, I wasn't. <laughs> Not me. I hosted last year. Right? Oh, man. Well, I wasn't going to bring food, but I expect food there. There's only four <laughs> of us left, Karen. <laughs> Jesus, Karen. It's 1984 all over again. All right. Yeah, so there it is. I mean, that's the, the big media controversy that, that really surrounded this movie, and I think that's... I don't know. That was the sizzle. If there ever was a sizzle to a to a horror movie, my God, this ever had it. You know what I mean? Sure. I'm glad they're disbanded. Right. Down with Cam. Yeah. Down with Cam. <laughs> God. Yep. Ridiculous. All right. Well, let's uh, let's, let's talk actually, about the movie. Yeah. Let's get into the movie. And I'll tell you, the one thing that I noticed immediately that just stood out, and again, we talked about it in countless other reviews, is like, well, it's the 80s, it's a different time, but I immediately noticed the infant in the front seat unbuckled oh, yeah. on mom's lap. It's great. It's you fantastic. Know, which, that's Love Ricky. It. We don't know that yet, but... It's kind yeah. of making that baby Yoda face, too, from the new Mandalorian. Oh, and I know you've seen it enough for this oh month. Oh, my God. <laughs> that and the woman screaming at the cat. I'm, I'm over it. Yeah, maybe you I still like the, uh, the woman screaming at the cat. Because they still come up with some really doozies, man. I, I don't know. Yeah, but it's I don't fucking, know. It's I, I get tired of seeing the same ones. Even, oh, even sure, the better ones make me sad. As long as they loud, keep it like, fresh, I'm still... I'm like, eh, that's good. I don't that's know. Good. I don't think it's really fresh anymore. But you still read them every time you come across one. Well, I mean, on the hopes that maybe, like, you know what? <laughs> this is going to be the winner? Maybe. Maybe <laughs> this is on turn sides. Uh, <clears throat> nope. Scroll on. Hmm. <laughs> but yeah, having a baby in the front seat, unbuckled, just being held is pretty badass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It just doesn't it's, happen anymore. It's just Back in the day stuff, yeah, kids. Yeah. Yep. 84. Shit, I was, I, that was about that age. I was, I was that age. Yeah, that's yeah, the... Yeah. You know, I am that kid. I am that kid. <laughs> yep. That's right. What time does Santa Claus come? Not until everyone is asleep in bed. 
Can't I stay up and see him? I wouldn't if I were you. It's naughty to stay up past your bedtime. Santa Claus doesn't bring presents to naughty children. What if we don't get home by my bedtime? We will, hon. Don't worry. Santa Claus is going to bring you a big surprise tonight. You just bring us Dad's giving the old dad smile, like doing the. That's <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, he's he's cheesy as fucking. Yeah. So, I mean, looking over and yeah, just and he does it multiple times for like things that don't make as much sense. Like, yeah, it's nice foreshadowing by mom. Also, if you really think about it, what? Mm. Oh, oh, yeah. When Santa, she's it, yeah, yeah. When she's talking to Billy. <clears throat> yeah, pretty subtle. But they end up, they're going to go visit Grandpa, who was played by Will Hare. He played Pa Peabody in Back to the Future. My pines! But uh, he's credited as Grandpa, and he gives a really solid effort in his brief role here, I think. And I really appreciate this guy's performance in this movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how his eyes start welling up when he is talking to Billy. I mean, it's kind of like... He almost seems like he's somebody that's trapped within this body that's, like, trying to get out. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's in a catatonic state. Yeah, it, it just... I don't know. There's, like, a tortured emotion that's trying to come out to warn Billy. And I don't know. I, I really... I don't know. I really like that. I like that a lot. Yeah, but he's kind of a dick about it, though, toward him. You know? It's just a kid. He's just... This is a great, uncomfortable scene. <clears throat> it really makes you, you know... Yeah, there's two views of it. To be honest, you know, you got yeah, they have sympathy for the child, yeah, or you have sympathy for the grandfather. And I don't know. He was harsh on the kid, man. I don't know. For you don't ruin Christmas like that, and you don't ruin Santa Claus like that. You know, but for the movie's sake, it is pretty badass. So yeah, I don't know. I I don't know. I'm I'm sympathetic to Grandpa on this one. I don't know. I just. There was just there know, was something really convincing. It's just weird that you know he's taking advantage of this like catatonic state in the nursing home and everything, and he just all of a sudden he talks to the grandson. Well, that's how it would seem, you know. He is. Yeah, he just ruins Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> he ruins it. Actually, he didn't really ruin it. He just kind of foreshadowed it. He was yeah. a harbinger of doom, technically, right, if you think yeah. about it. But. Uh, there's really, there, in my opinion, it's bad editing uh, when we get back to Catatonic Grandpa. Mm-hmm. I really, I think I would have liked to have seen that transition, to be honest All with right, you. right, yeah. Because uh, he's looking like one way and then immediately he's... Yes. Yeah, it's a rough cut. It really is. I, I really would like to have seen that transition <laughs> yeah. back to the Catatonic state, I think. Yeah. A little bit of a letdown yeah, for me personally. This, this movie has its flaws. Oh, yes. Yeah, absolutely, it does. It does. There's a lot of suspended disbelief to enjoy this one. Right. Sure. That, that's kind of how I remember seeing the first time. So. That's good. Yeah. It's one of those, you just kind of get the gist. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of just smoothed over a little bit. But it's weird because, like, first Grandpa, he's loved and cared for. And then, like, you know, in the car <laughs> ride back, like, now he's a crazy old fool. You know, it. it's weird how just the, the temperament towards the well, old man Well, it's because Billy had told him that, you know, he had been talking and everything and... But wouldn't That's they have immediately thought that Billy was just, like, 
lying or just telling the tale? Well, that's what yeah. the dad said, but then the mom oh, was okay. like, uh, that's right. he has no reason to lie, you know? And he doesn't. Touche. Yeah, you're right. So there. Mm. Okay. <laughs> but we finally get to see the reason why Billy gets all whacked out around Christmas time. Uh, he's credited as Killer Santa. He's played by Charles Deerkip. He uh, he played Flatnose Curry and uh, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. But uh, he really doesn't waste any time with small talk. He, no, he doesn't. Uh, he wants what he wants, and he won't let someone here or, uh, or there getting in his way uh, to stop him. And he's he'll kill you. It don't matter. Oh yeah, we saw him at the gas station. Yeah, exactly. I wanted to ask you. About I shot that. the clerk. Yeah. <laughs> But have you ever been in a gas station that has a chip rack directly behind the cashier, behind the register? I don't know. Because he gets to a chip rack, and I'm kind of like, I don't know if I've ever seen a chip rack behind <laughs> the cashier. Unless it's a concession stand at a ball game or something. That's a were they, different. Were they, maybe they were the expensive chips. Oh, it could have been. These are cons, man. We are in the slums here. Okay. Well, that's some gourmet shit. <laughs> gourmet potato chips. God. <laughs> It's the finest uh, oils. Finest oil. Mm, nice. <laughs> finest potatoes. We get this montage of seeing the murdered parents, and we hear the baby, which is, again, Ricky. We don't know this yet. Crying with uh, the song Sweet Little Baby playing is really Yui. effective. Yes, it's unsettling. It's yeah. jarring. It's much, like much more jarring than Christmas Evil. I 100% agree. I 100% agree with you You're on like, that. Okay, now if Billy comes out of this with some kind of psychological disorder, Get I can see why. Yeah. You know, now you're selling me, sir. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it I mean that, that right there, I mean, that just sets the tone for this movie. And it's weird because like honestly, the rest of the movie, it doesn't follow so much the dark tone. I think the gore and the kills, I think they they fall in line with that, but as a whole, I kind of feel it almost, I don't want to say, it doesn't go comedy, but it yeah. does, it goes a little bit lighter. Billy just gets stuck on that one night, you know? Right. Permanently, so. But uh, Sam Raimi, who was uh, the director of the Evil Dead series, and Albert Magnoli, who was a frequent Prince collaborator, and he was the uncredited director of Tango and Cash. Uh, I love that movie. I do too. Man, it's good shit. It is a fun movie. Um, but uh, both of them were considered to uh, take the director's chair for this movie at one really? point. Yep. Hmm. But obviously they passed. We end up fast-forwarding three years to Billy, who is a uh, new kid that in no way could pass for the first Billy, <laughs> in the uh, St. Mary's home for the orphan children, and we're introduced to the harsh and cruel methods of Mother Superior, a role that is nicely played by Lillian Chavin, who was in Universal Soldier, and she played Miss Aussie in Pumpkinhead 2 Blood Wings. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. She is a bitch in this movie. And she's good. Yeah, she's in like my top 10, like top, maybe top 15, um, just hardcore bitches in movies, you know? I hear you. Seriously, man. Like Nurse Ratchet. No, she is, oh man. She's awful in this, but she's so good. She's so good at it, and ha- having that she's British a real, accent. She's a real evil of this movie, in my opinion. She is the yeah. She's the tipping point. That and murder Santa, you know, obviously. Right. But. Well, sure, <laughs> but I, I still felt there was time for recovery in Mother Superior. Uh, that nope didn't happen. <laughs> Just didn't happen. 
but her counterpart is Sister Margaret, and she's played by Gilmer McCormick. Uh, Gilmer. She's played, a sweetheart. Yeah. She played Gilmer, surprise, in uh, the movie Godspell. So I've seen that. Religious tones all abound there for uh, Gilmer. <laughs> <laughs> It's such a weird name. And where we live here along the highway, there's a county. It's called Gilmer. Gilmer Gilmer County. uh, Down next to Calhoun. Yep. Gilmer. Down in the sticks. But she she seems to be the only one that has a clue on how to handle Billy. But as usual, nobody listens until it's too late. And... uh, and Mother Superior is convinced that her crude and harsh tactics are going to work. So uh, she just oh, really yeah. never pays any uh, attention to what uh, Sister Margaret has to say. And she's just all... Be- beating the shit out of kids and subduing them. and Tying you know, them to beds. And all that and, shit. That, yeah, that, there's nothing right. wrong from that. No. <laughs> nope. I mean, you know, we, we get these, like, graphic crayon drawings... You know, and Sister Margaret's like, well, right here it is. And she's like, I don't need to see that shit. No, he needs his ass whipped, all right? <laughs> That's when he's happened, this kid. Uh. Punishment. But Billy, after uh, Sister Margaret tells him to go outside and go play against uh, <laughs> Mother Superior's orders, he's got some pretty good ears to hear all the commotion going on in that room down the hall and around the corner. I'm just saying. Well, well, I, think, well I think everybody's outside playing and everything, so the hallways are pretty clear. Nobody mm-hmm. should be fucking around. In the... uh, so you're playing the acoustics angle. Yeah. Okay. That's a deep you know, hallway and everything, so I can see yeah. it. Yeah. I good can see wood. the echo. I hear good, you. solid yeah. hardwood there. Yeah. I got you. And he's putting in and he's some laying in some hardwood there. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he is. <laughs> he's, he's putting in some work. <laughs> and Billy's yeah. going to take a gander. He's <laughs> Yeah. Take a little peekaboo. Good for him. What did you see upstairs, William? Nothing, Mother Superior. Do you know what they were doing? No, Mother Superior. Good. What they were doing was something very, very naughty. They thought they could do it without being caught. But when we do something naughty, we are always caught. And then we are punished. Punishment is absolute. Punishment is necessary. Punishment is good. Yes, Mother Superior. You left your room, William. Yes, Mother Superior. Very, very naughty. Lillian Chauvin, she really makes it easy to hate her as Mother Superior. She really does. And it makes you feel bad for Billy. And uh, in the scene where she's more or less just forcing Billy to go sit on Santa's lap, I mean, Billy gives him a pretty mean uh, left hook. Yeah, dude. Uh, oh, dude. He's he sold him out. The, shit the sound out of effects that. in that is so oh, good it's in, great. in the movie. Oh, yeah, I mean, it's great. He, he just he hits him like a like a thirty year old man. You know, just yep. another guy. Boom. Yep. Good for him. Like a Mongo's knockout blow to the horse and blazing saddle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Like that. <laughs> nice. But as much as I like the uh, closing scene before we jump ahead uh, in the beginning, it's a shame that this last scene that we get before we jump ahead ten years in the future ended like a 
80s sitcom would whenever the adult finds <laughs> oh, yeah. whatever the child has done, capped off with a still frame, cue canned laughter, and cut to commercial. <laughs> it's that Mentos commercial yeah. looking shit. Yep. Yeah, you're like, what the Billy! <laughs> it was the style back then, man. Oh, uh, that's bad. It's I done a bunch this. of times back then. This is a black eye on this movie. It thank really you. Is. I'm Thank you for backing me on this. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's is. bad. Is it a is it a half star reduction? Something like Because it's used more than once, yes. It, 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 contributes, <laughs> it contributes to a half star reduction. Right <laughs> it is used more than once. When we get to the toy store, right. you get the you know, same shit. <laughs> Britt Leach, he played Reg in uh, The Great Outdoors that we reviewed back on episode 13. Uh, he also played Al Wallace in Weird Science. Yep. He's introduced as Iris Sims. He is the owner of the department store Iris Toys. And uh, while Sister Margaret is trying to convince him to hire Billy, who is now played by Robert Brian Wilson, who played Channing Capwell Jr. on the soap opera of Santa Barbara. Ooh, I remember that soap opera, but I don't remember him. I, I, remember, I, I remember my I, mom watching that shit when I was a kid. Yeah, my Santa mom Barbara watched and, some of them. Uh, Another of World them. and Days of Our Lives. Yeah. Boom, right there. <laughs> yeah. You're digging your feet in again on this, man. <laughs> <laughs> You're starting to tread into <laughs> deep, deep, deep waters. Continue, though, with the recommendations for other things to watch if you like this person. It's the most <laughs> noteworthy thing that he was in besides this. Oh, well. well, that's not very noteworthy. <laughs> we need to give him some credit, though, that he did, he did do that. <laughs> but I always wondered, and I appreciate you letting me know. You are welcome, King. <laughs> but uh, he, he really looks like a real-life He-Man, if he'd hit yeah. the weights a little bit. I guess. He's got that look, yeah. I don't know. There's I, just I appreciate him as a live-action He-Man before Lundgren. Dolph Lundgren. I'm Dolph Lundgren is my <laughs> He-Man, dude. Yeah, he, he was a good pick. Yeah, dude. He just uh, came out. wrong. And that movie, well, the script wasn't that, that great. But, I mean, you know, I like that movie. So. What do you expect for uh, I like Masters Golan Globus production? Look, I don't want his hair to look exactly like it does in the cartoon because I do think that would just look <laughs> wildly out of, like a out of touch with reality. <laughs> you yeah. know? So, I mean, Dolph went with the mullet. Yeah. Kind of like the lead singer of Def Leppard. Kind of like... That was the times. It As was. a kid, though, man... When I'm expecting a certain thing, and I get something wildly different and not in my uh, expectations, ex- yeah. yeah, expectations, I'm not happy, and that's where I sit to this day with Masters of the Universe. Yeah, it is not a good movie. I, I, I recently, re- on eternity, you know, I recently rewatched it here. I'd say within the past couple of months. And I'm sorry. Wow, that is just awful. It's <laughs> a good double feature. Watch Ghoulies. Yeah. It's in that weird ass. Oh man, magic and science fiction realm. I don't know. We get this '80s as fuck montage of Billy, <laughs> just showing how wholesome he is and wonderful he's become, working at Iris Toys. And yeah, dude, he's he's awesome. Dude. He's healed. You're, yeah, great job, Mother Superior. You did a great job. I guess. <laughs> yeah. Not. <laughs> it's kind of weird the way he's got his sleeves rolled up, like he's you know trying to join the uh, the gang, you know. The greasers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, something like that. Oh man! Like from West. I was trying to think like, of West Side Story. Like sharks and jets. Yeah, sharks and jets. That's what I was trying to think of. Was he's a jet. You're a sure. jet. You're yep. a jet all the way. You damn right. <laughs> 
when you're a jet, you're a jet All the way from your first cigarette to your last dying day But of course there's that one jerk co-worker And we have the love interest co-worker Oh yeah At this point we almost have all the stereotypes checked off the list <laughs> Asshole Owner Yeah I don't yeah. know, he's, he's alright He seems like he's pretty he's much He's just a hard ass at he work, just, you know? Yeah, he just wants money yeah, just pay There's me. Wrong with that. Just pay me. break out his liquor bottle and uh, oh yeah, store closes for the day. Absolutely, but once that Christmas decor comes out, boy, out starts coming Billy's rage. And I blame Sister Margaret for some of this. Yeah, because she got him the job. Obviously, you know that in a few months. Do you think she was under Christmas direction? Christmas is going to be coming up, up, you know, and you're at a freaking toy store. Come on, let's Agreed. put two and two together here. Right. Yeah. Do you think she was under direction of Mother Superior? To put him in a fucking toy store? Just to Or get, just get him a job? Yeah. I think it was to get him a job. Because he was like, what, I think he's 18. I believe I'm so. I'm pretty sure he's 18 in this, so. Yeah, he's like out of the orphanage and shit, I believe, so. Yeah. No, no, no. No, no I agree with she, you. She she fucked up there, She time, Yeah, right? she really yeah. did. Like, somebody was like, wow, how did you not, like, address this? All right. I mean. Fuck, come on. At least say, hey. <laughs> Ira, come here, man. Give, give him a month off. Hey. <laughs> I know December. you're going to need him during and when I the say, Christmas And when season, I say maybe, do yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. I, know, I know the Christmas season's a little busy, but uh, <laughs> you really need to give him some time off. <laughs> this is a lo- slightly off topic, but it's worth noting uh, that there are two actors and one actress that are in this film that end up being alumni in the Halloween franchise. And it's interesting because each one of them come from one of the movies that we did for the Jamie Lloyd trilogy, part four, five, and six. Oh, really? Yep. And the first one we get to see is Nancy Borgnicht. 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 Yeah. Here we go again. She played the woman attendant in the opening sequence in the uh, uh, ambulance where the uh, paramedic got the thumb in the forehead. She was the female uh, that took the blood pressure. In that yeah, scene, yeah, yeah. where I kind of had a complex over... Dave's favorite scene. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but she plays the role of Mrs. Randall, who is more or less a, a Mr. Sims' right-hand woman, so to speak. But uh, worst choice ever by Mr. Sims to choose Billy to play Santa Claus. Again, how how is this an oversight? Well, he couldn't find anybody at the uh, agency. Right. <laughs> but, again, Sister yeah. Margaret. Yeah, Sister Margaret. Come on, Completely speak up. up. You know, You have a voice, use it. But uh, the scene where Billy is Santa and he has a little girl in the lap and she's like squirming around and everything and fussing and everything. I tell you what, man. That's creepy. It is. Like, he he has this calm nature about him. And he's, it really, it sells. He's got that scene. sinister whisper going on. Like, he's like, hey, you're being naughty. You're being naughty. Stop. Why yes. You, why don't you stop already? God, I'm going to fucking kill me. <laughs> And then you get the clueless parents, and you know like, Iris standing by, and I'm like, "Oh yeah, wow!" And Iris like, "Yeah, look at me go." He's all proud. I sure know shit. how to pick him. This kid Jeez. is in fear for her life, holding her hands up next to her mouth and everything. Well, he gave her a candy cane. Jeez. Yeah, at the end, once he got her to settle down, he had to threaten to kill her. I think, though, <laughs> more or less. So the dickhead employee ends up having a phone call conversation with Sister Margaret, and she ends up finding out that Billy is playing Santa Claus. And I really hope that the orphanage isn't that far away, because she really took her time getting there once she learned this uh, really important bit of information. Yeah. 
And she should have slid him some information. Be like, hey, uh, by the way, you should uh, get the hell out of there. Yeah. <laughs> or something. Right. I guess she didn't want to cause any, uh, pa- a panic, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, good point. But he could have caught, but he could have gone off the phone, or she could have gone off the phone, called cops, prevented a lot of this stuff from happening. But she yeah. fucked up big time. In I completely movie. agree. <laughs> but that's okay, because what we got in return is some killer ass death scenes. Well, yeah. Because he's going to break. <laughs> but yeah, that's exactly what I want to do. I want to get wasted where I work after I'm already off of work. Right. I mean, I don't know. Was that like a thing? I mean... On, I mean, in, in the boot, it was on Christmas Eve. I mean, no It thanks. seems like a small, you know, toy store. And yeah, it's a mom so, and pop. You know, yeah. It's a mom and pop. He doesn't have it's, any friends to hang out with outside of work, so he's just going to party It's there. a tight-knit, you know, it's a family, you know? All right. So yeah, they're going to celebrate some with some J&B and... <laughs> Have some fun. One of the uh, employees, Pamela, was played by Tony Nero. She played a bunch of roles on a bunch of different uh, 80s television shows. But are you really that ditzy to not know what Andy is referring to when he's talking about <laughs> his present? I mean, come on. It's pretty cut and dry. Yeah. <laughs> talking about my dick. <laughs> I mean, just, I don't know. That's just, I thought that was ridiculous. But it's funny because Mr. Sims, he really seems that he could care less about Christmas itself. But he's the one that, like, starts singing the Christmas carols and, you know. Yeah. It, I don't know. I thought that was well, weird. Well, he's getting trashed. Yeah. Truth comes out. So maybe he loves Christmas deep down? Maybe. All right. Okay. Speaking of this Christmas, the, of the toy store, man, it is so cool to see all those boys... On oh. shelves and everything, you know. They have oh, yeah. Job of the Hut, Star Wars. Oh, yeah. There's um, a bunch of uh, there's a really old school mousetrap board game mm-hmm. that's showing yeah. up. Uh, that's right. Cool masks. Yeah, you, you the old 80s Halloween costumes. Yeah, dude. It's really it's awesome. cool. The bunny yeah, rabbits cool. with the little carrot in their hands. Yep. That's awesome. I got one of those Easter one year. I think everybody did at one did point. <laughs> All right, probably. <laughs> that's awesome. Mine was yeah, blue. Yeah. This one was a purple though. Oh. Colors. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, well, Matt, yeah, but no, mom was the same color jersey. But no, Lord, you're right. Yeah, that really that is cool. There's a lot of nostalgia on those shelves for sure. On to the start of Billy's killing spree, right? Uh, with a hearty naughty from Billy and the assistance of the strand of some Christmas lights, uh, Andy is dispatched first. Well, I mean, he deserves it to be honest. He does. Be real here, and it's weird that Pamela gets all sympathetic. Like you killed him. I'm like, I was like, he was, he was trying to you, rape yeah. you, <laughs> right? Like, yeah. Did Billy go a little simple too far? Thanks would suffice. Yeah. Did Billy go a little too far? Perhaps. Maybe. Maybe. Were you getting raped? Definitely. Probably. <laughs> gonna Without Billy intervening, yes, you were going to get raped. I mean, he plays a sympathetic villain here. Yeah. He does. He really does. He ends up killing her, ends well, up jabbing her in the gut with the, uh, what was it, the box cutter? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, this is followed up with Mr. Sims, and yet again, another <laughs> hammer to the head kill. Right. The 80s. Yeah. It's a good time. It's a good kill. Yeah, it's, good it's a kill. good kill. It's a good go-to. It is. <laughs> it's effective. But it's interesting uh, that most of the scenes that had the kills in them, they were directed by the editor, who was uh, Michael Spence. And the reason for that was because uh, the director, Charles E. Sellier Jr., he was really uncomfortable uh, taking on the, that duty of filming those scenes. And I guess uh, they made him uh, really uncomfortable. 
Really? He didn't like it. Man, when uh, he clocks him with the hammer, the blood splatter on the boxes right there, and you see little bitty pieces of, like, supposedly it's implying it's brain, brain matter and everything like that. It's it's really done. It's shot well. I like yeah. it. But I couldn't wait for Billy to take out Mrs. Randall with all that screeching. <laughs> Mr. Sands! <laughs> oh, that's my actually, God. It's actually a really good yeah. impression. Oh, well, thank you, like I guess. It. It's like a backhanded compliment, I guess. It but, is. Oh, my God. She, I... That was just, I hated it. That was awful. That was <laughs> nails down the chalkboard for me right there. But Mr. He takes her out. He takes her out with style, bow and man. arrow. Yeah, man, right to the back. But once again, primo timing by Sister Margaret arriving after everything is already right. done. Yeah, Just missed him. Ah, missed him by <laughs> that much. Yeah. But we end up cutting to what I assume is a random house along uh, what is Billy's path of destruction. Which brings us to B-movie scream queen, Linnea Quigley, who, uh, she played trash in Return of the Reliving Dead, she was Suzanne in the original Night of the Demons, and countless other low-budget horror and exploitation films. Yes. She has the role of the, uh, derelict babysitter, Denise, who's more interested in playing pool, <laughs> with love interest Tommy, who is played by our second Halloween franchise alumni, which is uh, Leo Geeter, who played Barry Sims in Halloween, mm. The Curse of Michael Myers. I remember you telling me about that. <laughs> Much younger here. It's really astonishing how Quigley has stayed in the industry as long as she has, with as many roles that she's had being... I mean, she's made a lot of bad movies. She's sure. been in a lot of bad movies. I mean, and by all accounts, I mean, I, let's just be real. She's not a good actress, yeah, but she puts herself out there, literally. She does. And that's what sells. It you does. Know, gets her, gets she's bold. And, you know. and she's kind And she's got a cult status now. So. She absolutely does. Yeah. She absolutely does. And I, have, and I appreciate that. She still gets that. work. You know? Yeah, she really does. I think the newest thing I've seen her in was, uh, was it The Barn? Was Yeah, The Barn, yeah. I think that's the newest thing I've seen her in. But, I mean, has there, I mean, and I guess uh, The Barn is one of them, but I was like, has there really been a film, I guess in her heyday, I guess, uh, was there ever a movie that she was in that she didn't get naked? I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think so. Can you think of it? It's nothing. No. Mm -mm. That's what I'm Straight saying. She put herself out there. Yeah. Yeah. All the way. <laughs> all the way. Yeah, but there's snow outside, there's Christmas carolers nearby, but, you know, who has a time for a shirt? You know, am I right, Linnea? No. I mean, just... And that cost her. It did. But, I mean, obviously, I understand this is to set up what we get next in this sequence, sure. you know, which is cool. Uh, but Billy, he ends up bursting into the house, and uh, I guess that axe that was thrown into the wall next to Linnea Quigley, that was real. That was a real <laughs> yeah. axe. But it was really someone standing right next to her from... Two feet away and Still. swinging it right beside her head. Still. Because the camera angle only shows from the halfway right, mark I, to the top yes, of the Yes, you're, you're not wrong. And would you still? Would you stand in front of a, a up against a wall and have somebody two feet away from you? If I, I was to throw a couple of practice swings. Yeah. You would? And we're like a foot and a half apart of a gap. Yeah. Yeah. Right on. I don't know. I don't think I trust anybody enough. If I can choose that. the distance <laughs> away from me, it can be. <laughs> <laughs> and I see him practice and hit it all right. Yeah, I'll all right. I am a professional. <laughs> Just let me take this shot real quick. I need, I need to loosen up. <laughs> Loosey goosey. I'd hate one of those stuntmen that fucking want to play a rib on you and actually miss the mark by a bunch. Just to 
<laughs> just to fuck with you? Yeah, that would not be okay with me. You're like, well, uh, I guess I'm fucking fired. You're like, dude, I was just kidding. Like, yeah, pretty much. Like, I'm not doing this. <laughs> nope. My level of comfort is not in a place where I want it to be, and uh, I know my limitations as a human being. <laughs> you know? That's a really creative kill we get here from Billy. Pretty sweet. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's... One of a kind. Yeah, it really is. I mean, It's in, my favorite of the movie. Is it? That's your yep. favorite kill? Yeah. But the scene that we get with Billy and the little girl uh, that Linnea Quilly was babysitting, again, that's a chilling scene. Yeah, yeah. Where I mean, he's talking to her. I mean, it's that, again, it's that, is he or isn't he? I mean, he pulls a weapon out. He does. Yeah, he wants to know if she's in all your eyes. I mean, I guess, who knew that carpet knives were uh, just so happened to be the, you know, it's a murder weapon, but that's the gift that keeps on giving. Sure, sure, it can be interpreted as such. Yeah. Do you think that was like a like a passing of the torch, maybe in a way, like a, in like some other universe, that was like a offshoot where she was a uh, I didn't Christmas killer. To be honest, I thought it was just a nice way to get rid of a murder weapon. See, I think Billy believes in the spirit of Christmas, much oh, like yeah. Harry Stadley. Sure, eh. I think he genuinely believed, like, hey, you know, this is the best thing I've got right now. Here, it's yours. Merry Christmas. Yeah. I killed your babysitter. I'm not taking your She was a bitch anyway. And a boyfriend. I don't need to tell you that. You know. <laughs> He's your thinking man psycho. Yeah. Yeah. Alright. I'll buy that for a I mean, I'm rooting for the guy this pretty much the entire movie. Billy was screwed over. Now, like, Ira, he didn't really deserve to die. One chick who, you know... Circumstance. Yeah. You know, Victim of circumstance here. But, you know, most of these kills are justified in my eyes. <laughs> it's interesting that you said that the, uh... Linnea Quigley kill scene was the favorite for you. I kind of feel like this scene is like the most talked about, the most iconic scene. It's the sledding scene that we get. Um, And it's really pointless, really, other than just the setup to get, you know, what we get at the end of it. But, I mean, I guess high school bullies in Utah really like snow sledding. I mean, who knew? (laughs) It's fun little they're assholes, man. They really are. I mean, and they, they just seem like the type of guys. They're just assholes, just for the sake of being right. assholes. Typical bullies. Yeah, but it's good fodder. Yeah. It is. It makes for another good justified kill. Go yeah, Billy. it's Perfect a memorable money. kill. Memorable kill. <clears throat> Punish because you're just waiting for when that first kid goes down. Like something's gonna happen. Like, nope, he's cool. All right, well, you know it's happening with this one. Yeah. <laughs> it was, you know, obviously he was the mouthpiece of the of the duo, and yeah, he got it. Yeah, I like to see it. what's coming there. Oh yeah, but now for our final Halloween franchise alum, and that goes to the role of Officer Barnes. He was the policeman who shot the deaf priest that was dressed as Santa, and it's played by Max Robinson, and he played Doctor Max Hart in Halloween Five. Oh man, the Revenge good. of Michael Myers. Man, that, remember that movie? That was such a good movie. Mm. <laughs> yep. It was so awesome. Yep. Yep. That mask was mm, money. money. On point. <laughs> Didn't skip a beat. Yep. <laughs> Anyways, we end up finding out that the character of this Ricky is the baby brother of Billy, who was the infant in the beginning of the movie when the killer Santa shot and killed Billy's yeah. parents. So, we have that little plot twist brewing. I really love the visual of 
Billy coming up and he has the bloody axe and he just like mm-hmm. chops the head off the s- snowman. I don't know. That's humorous. It's yeah, kind of after like, he killed the sheriff. And, right. Yeah. It, it's just one of those. It's kind of like take that snowman. Which that scene was pretty cool. You know, the sheriff going down inside that cellar. It's tense. And Maybe a little drawn out. Well, I don't know. I thought it was. I thought it was okay because you know. But it's good tension. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was good. Yeah. And you got up right to the top of the steps. Boom. Nope. Down you go. That's right. Yeah. That's good shit. There's there's things about this movie, I mean, shortcomings aside, and there's plenty, this movie does get a fair amount of things right, I think. Yeah. The gore. I think, yeah, they use a proper it's, amount of... The yeah. gore is right. It's a mix of the tension, the gore, the... Yeah. the uh, Controversial themes, yeah, of, and know, even the psychology, people, you know, of Billy's breakdown, right? And yeah. you know, not to the depth of like what Christmas Evil did again, but no. But to be honest, I mean, I think it's it's more believable, you know. Yeah, the current reaction to the childhood trauma. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, dude, 100%. I agree with you hundred percent. Yeah, but all these kids at this orphanage, they're gonna be messed up after seeing two <laughs> Santas <laughs> murdered. <laughs> In front of them, all right? In the same day. And, not, and we're not just talking about little Ricky Caldwell either, okay? I mean, these kids have seen two different people dress up as Santa getting murdered right in front of their eyes. Well, one was their favorite old deaf preacher, and the other one's their old... Was uh, one of them. ...classmates, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's messed up. It is. It really is. That is messed up. We didn't get, like, kids getting killed in this movie, but... And, of course, Mother Superior's there, you know, yeah. being a bitch to the end. <laughs> oh, right. Man. You know? Yanking her arm away. Oh, my God. Yeah. He's reaching for her. And then, of course, right at the end, Billy gets popped. And yeah. I did not see that coming. I really didn't. Yeah. I figured he'd get that final kill in on Mother Superior. You had your fingers crossed. I did. Yeah. You know? You it's did. Kind of, you really it's, did. It's kind of a letdown in a way, but yeah. it's okay. I'll take it. Well, I think it's feeding the cash cow, because they expected the... They're hoping leave it, it open hit. for a sequel. Well, obviously, because, you give know, something to lead into the ending, it. you know, Ricky stands up. Naughty. Naughty. Yep. Not my brother. Yep. <laughs> you fucked up. Can you it? say bad sequels? <laughs> <laughs> Here they come. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, I mean, does that pretty much wrap it up? We're ready to go on that our is uh, ratings? <laughs> Recommendations? <laughs> All right, well, who wants to go first? No, I'm I'll, I'll, I'll go first. Yeah, um, so, if I were to ever root for a bad guy in a movie, this would be it, you know? Because you sympathize with the guy from the beginning. And, you know, the, the poor kid never had a chance in life, it seems like. No. You know, so he was doomed from the get-go. And to be honest, he, he was doing a really good job, you know, once he got out there. It's just, he's a guy that needs to be locked away for a month. 11 out of the 12 months. 11 out of 12 months. He's he, needs great. Be, he needs to be on lockdown, man. You know? Don't yeah. even... And even after a few days afterwards, you know? Till the New Year's. Yep. <laughs> no Christmas shit, you know, because it, it'll break him. Um, I love the kills in this movie. Um, from the opening where he kills him with the Christmas lights, hangs him up. And, yeah. um, of course, the babysitter kill is my favorite. Um... But yeah, they use the, the the proper amount of blood and all that shit for it. The psychology breakdown of him, it, it doesn't go too crazy into depth. But I mean, like I said, I I, I believe 
that's what that's what would happen. I enjoy this. Th- this movie has a lot of energy and is jam packed throughout it. Unlike Christmas Evil, which is very long, drawn out, boring. Yeah, it's and a slow time. Wow. Huh? Dogging it. Well, goddamn. I, I, I did last fucking movie, last time we reviewed it. Yeah. It's just so. You didn't totally shit on it, though. Once it, what, the beginning of it, once it got started getting kills, though, you know. Are you taking your rating down over here? Right what? The Christmas, uh, Evil? Christmas Evil? No, I already did. I already <laughs> did. <laughs> All you right. Know, I gave, what, a 5.5? Yeah, something like that. Mm-hmm. Five, I mean, five, that's five. not that's awful. Not terrible, no. No, that's what I'm saying. He didn't totally shit on it. Right. No, but I mean, dude, it, this movie's got the right temper. Yeah, the right. It's inferior to this one. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. The the pace of it suits me. I'm glad they throw in a couple of uh, fodder kills throughout it. You know, because this would have been a really short movie without it. You know, about an hour, I'd say. You know? It's fairly short as yeah. is. Right. Yeah. So I'm glad they throw in the babysitter kill and the sledders. Yeah, because, yeah, without it, you know, it's been like an hour film. Like I said, the only downgrade to this movie, I think, is, you know, just Mother Superior should have gotten it. She She's a hardcore bitch. Then, I, like I said, she ranks in my top worst hated women villains of all time. And I think yeah. she's the true evil of this movie. That being said, this movie comes in at a 7. Out of ten, for me. Okay, cool. Wow. Well, I have to say this is probably my favorite Christmas horror movie, and I mean, it's not a huge list, <laughs> but Krampus. It's Krampus. way it's way better than Krampus. <laughs> in my opinion. Seen Never even seen it. All right. It, it's definitely above Christmas Evil, but not far above Christmas Evil for me. I I do think the two Santa movies are your top slasher. Christmas movies there are. I just have a hard time justifying Harry's actions, you know, compared to, for what he saw, you know, I mean, that's nothing. And it's your dad. (laughs) Who cares? He's done a lot worse in the bedroom. (laughs) I don't like the Black Christmas as much as everybody else does. The original? Yeah. Or the remake. Or the remake that's getting... Or the re-remake. No, I don't even know about that. Are you going to yeah. watch it? I didn't see I'm the first kind of a movie. sucker. I'm not going to watch it. You're going to watch it? Uh, I mean, I've watched all the other ones that I, I shouldn't have. I like I, I like the original Black Christmas. It's good. Yeah. It doesn't rank above this for me, though. Okay. So, I'm going to say it's an 8. An 8? Really? Yeah, nice. Well, it's, cool. it's not a perfect movie, but part of the no, it's, the joy of it is the, the flaws in it. And no, I get the that. The oddities. It's, it's, right. it's an odd movie. Yeah. Do you like the series as a whole? I can I can be acceptable of it. I, I, it's it's one of those that they did they did a great job of with uh, good cover art and sure right yeah on every one of them and uh, it's but, just badly. But this one, some the, I'll tell you, that's something we haven't talked about, which is criminal in itself. Is the cover art for Silent Night Deadly Night? Oh, it's oh, yeah. oh my god. I mean, it, it is incredible. Yeah. Nightmare fuel, man. Yeah, it's cream of the crop. Yeah, it's it's one of the best. Yeah. Like, horror movie posters. Not just Christmas, Yuletide, Slasher. Yeah. No. It, yeah. It's awesome. It's I agree. great. And uh, who was that? It was uh, Burt Klieger. He, uh, he was the graphic designer that came up with that. Wow, yeah. That was a winner, man. Oh, Burt. Grand Slam. <laughs> yep. All right. So I like the. Eight, huh? Yeah. That's good. Well, yeah. 
it it for me is the, the cream of the crop for Christmas horror. Right on, cool. Like right. a Christmas horror story. Has anybody seen that? No, I've seen it. It's uh, it's an anthology. It's yeah, really good. Is it? Yeah, really okay. good. Yeah, right. it's a good anthology because it's got a good tie-in story. The, the tie-in story is the best part of it. Okay. By leaps and bounds, which on most anthologies that's rare. Yes, that's rare. And I promise you, this one's worthy. There's one segment out of the three that doesn't really ring a bell for me. Oh, that's anthologies, though. There's always yeah. one. It's always like, eh. <laughs> Instead of this one uh, having them in three sections, though, they they pan back and forth between the stories from beginning to end. So you you get the three stories beginning to end through the whole movie. Mm. It's a different... That's interesting. Yeah, it's a different look on the anthology, but yeah, it's worth watching. I, okay. I definitely give it high praise. A Christmas horror story. Yep. Cool. It's definitely in my top five. Really? Christmas horror Oh, shit. Yeah. No, it's really, really good. Check that out. That's one to go on the queue list. All right. All right. Nice recommendation. Well, this was written by Paul Kamey. It was based upon his story and Michael Hickey. It was directed by Charles E. Sillier Jr. Of course, it is rated R with a runtime of an hour and 19 minutes. And on the uncut version, it was an hour and 25 minutes. It was released November 9th of 1984 on an estimated budget of just over a million dollars. And it grossed about $2.4 million, And that was only because it was pulled after the two weeks. And its opening weekend, it made almost $1.5 million. The opening it's weekend. It's, it's really good. good. I mean, it turned a profit and then that weekend. I guess there's no such thing as bad publicity. Right. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. It was actually re-released in the spring of 86. Obviously, it ended up finding its audience. Um, it was known as Sleigh Ride throughout its entire production, and then the uh, distributor, TriStar Pictures, at the last minute, they decided to make a change, and they switched the film's title. And Good go. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree, 100%. I like the opening sequence to the movie, because it just says Silent Night. With the wreath and, and the, the animation. Really, yeah. yeah. The really red, yeah. really pops. Yeah, that's good. I like it a lot. Uh, this is currently not streaming anywhere, but all of the sequels are streaming for free with ads on Vudu, and Part 2 is also streaming on Amazon Prime and Shudder. IMDb has this as a 5.9 out of 10, with a Metascore of 31, a Rotten Tomatoes score of 28%, and an audience score of 39%. Hmm. Again, a little low. All those numbers I thought was a little low, except yeah. for IMDb. I kind of feel like that's pretty much right on almost. But the meta score doesn't surprise me. Yeah. The audience score the audience on Rotten Tomatoes yeah. really surprises me. Hmm. People are going to hate. Yep. There's plenty of ooey-gooey 80s cheesiness to go dumpster diving with <laughs> this one. Uh, it has the low-budget look. The mostly no-name actors, bad dialogue, there's a flimsy plot outside of the killer Santa aspect. And I'm not saying that like, any of this is bad. I mean, movies like this, they certainly have their place under the right circumstances. There's moments in this where the footage was different, and it got way worse at moments. Yeah, the times got darker. Yeah, and I, I just call it like the, it went full 80s, <laughs> you know? And uh, it happened a good bit of times, and for me, it was really distracting, and I realize that it shouldn't bother me as much as it did, but it really it cheapens the overall quality of the final product <laughs> for me. Like, it, I don't know, it just, it being, it was just 
it, it was distracting. All right. I don't know, man. I think you're... Am I being too harsh? Yeah, that's a little too harsh. Okay. Because, you know, shit happens. It's the 80s. All I right. know, they didn't, they're not going for an Oscar for editing. Well, or anything no, like no, that. not at all. <laughs> Just, I don't know. I don't feel like it lived up to the hype. And uh, I don't feel like it was anything that I didn't see in a Halloween or a Friday the 13th or a Nightmare, Nightmare on Elm Street flick. And for the most part with those movies, it was executed better. It, yeah, it just, I mean, it's just pertaining to Santa Claus. Right, that's, know, that's that's exactly it. You just had the hook that you had a killer Santa. Um, two of the sequences, and it's interesting because these are the two that you said you were glad that they put in. They were clearly just put in during his rampage for Billy uh, because it was set up for a unique kill. Yeah. And it was the uh, the antler kill with Linnea Quigley and the, uh, the sledding scene. Which, I mean... Okay, I guess. I, I mean, but at that point, you're you're sacrificing story for gore, and I get it. Yeah, but I don't know if there's much more story there to you know because I mean his ne- obviously his his prime objective is to get to the orphanage and kill Mother Superior. You right. Know? He's got a right. list, obviously. And he's yeah. checking it twice. And he's checking it twice. <laughs> Good one, Kane. Mm. <laughs> No, like I said, I get it, because, I mean, you know, th- this is the type of movie, you know, it is, you know, but I, I don't know. I, I like having cohesion, I like having some story, and I just, it, that that diminishes for me a little bit. It's fodder. And it's, you know, it's not meant to be taken super, super seriously, mm-hmm. like Christmas Evil, I guess, would have been. Especially, you all, you do, especially looking at it for a... Psychological. Yeah, things. I I hold it in higher regard than I realize that most people do, and uh, and and that's where I kind of feel like this one kind of lacks, right. you know, where it just kind of glazes over certain things. What um, what do I do when I'm rating a movie? I know I rate a lot of movies high, but like I put them. <laughs> no, I put that's them, to say. So. <laughs> I put them in the best perspective I can of what the filmmaker is going for here and what they're trying to show me, and I don't discredit them for human error on you know. A, a fine-tuned polishing on the the final product. Yeah, you know, I, I just look at what you know, what their their art is. I mean, basically, it's yeah. you know, no, and it's, it's got rough edges and spots, but it's a cool story and it's well, I think done. it's part of its charm. Yeah, yeah. no, yeah. I get that, and, and and like I said, and all that being said, I mean, I do like this movie. Okay, I mean, it does have its fair share of flaws. Uh, you know, good kills. There's some solid moments throughout, you know. I mean, it's not done with the elegance of a John Carpenter or Wes no. Craven, no. you know. But uh, you get the gist of what Charles E. Sellier was going for. Kind of like what mm-hmm. you're talking about, King. But this Yuletide Slasher, it's an absolute must-see. Oh, you yeah. you got to see this movie, um, if nothing else, for the kills, for the gore. Just, uh, if nothing else, just to satisfy your nose. And there's a lot of a lot of sex in this movie. Too, yeah, you know? yeah. There's nudity. Yeah, there is a lot of babies. But I'm coming in a little lower than you guys. But still, I I feel this is a fair rating. Six out of ten. Six out of ten. Yeah, sorry. I feel like if you could have swapped Billy's childhood trauma with Harry Stadling's childhood trauma, Christmas Evil gets a bump and a rating for me. Okay. Okay, hold on. So, are you saying... You're not going to take my movie and make it your movie. Okay, so who's who's getting what in this scenario? We have Christmas Evil's story, but we're getting Billy's trauma. Okay. 
Alright. And I feel like that would elevate Christmas Eve. I'll be... Okay, honestly, if we could combine the best elements of both of these movies, I think, honestly, instead of having two cult favorites, I think you would have an exceptional horror classic. Seriously. I get you. Um, I don't know, though. I like the kills better, though, in this movie. That's what I'm saying. Combine the best things about both of those movies and put it into one, I think you got... You got yourself, yeah. You got yourself a nice movie right there. Seriously, and I'm trying and, to think of how much though would you pull from Christmas Evil though? You know, it wouldn't be that much. It really, wouldn't. I disagree. I mean, again, right. I mean, I obviously I have that in higher regard, but I think the psychological, the spiral, the downward spiral that we get with Harry Stadling. I, I, I mean, I where think, he's like standing in front of the mirror and he's, yes, you know, that, breaking down like that, and and just making the Santa outfit and making the toys and that I, I guess okay I'll give you that because he he just got the job and yeah so he got thrown some clothes and everything so alright I don't know I'm having a harder time interlacing these two movies because they're they're too different to me really yeah okay I feel the like premises the, the, basically the same, the same yeah. yeah well it's not I mean Billy witnesses a murder of his is put in a pair, right. So. It, well, I mean, you just—it's it, a trauma at childhood with a Santa Claus it's a much more figure. significant exactly. trauma, right? No, exactly. No, yeah, yeah. I know you're not you're wrong. Trying to steal from Rob Peter to pay Paul, but here. see, that's the thing. He would—I think he would use his trauma to make this movie. You know, to make to yeah, make Harry Stadling murders. Yeah, oh, no, absolutely. Yeah. That would be one of the things that I would put in place of. Well, yeah, but you like your, you like Harry. I do like Harry over and Billy. I, I do, right on. But I like, <laughs> I like, yeah, I like the different. gory kills that we get in Silent Night, Deadly Night. We do get a cool scene, you know, with Christmas Eve at the church and everything. But yeah, you know, like I said, you combine the best elements of both of these movies and just kind of meld it into one. I think you got yourself a nice, real nice hmm. horror movie right there. I don't know. The, the, again, the Killer Santas as adults is just too diverse for me to even try to imagine one doing the other's kills or vice versa. Okay. I'm just I'm just trying to. No, it's okay. No, it's, that's just the way I feel. Yeah, that's no. just the way I feel. Because there's good things and there's bad things about both of sure. these movies. Uh, that's a fair statement. I agree. And uh, but I feel like these were perfect, the perfect two movies to review for this theme. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Good choices. Enjoyed that. Yeah. All right, Hitchhikers. Well, this concludes our review of Silent Night, Deadly Night from 1984. We hope you all enjoyed our in-depth analysis of this controversial slasher classic. You can find us on Facebook at Nostalgia Highway Podcast and be on the lookout for new announcements and updates. Make sure you also visit the King Art Facebook page where it is linked to the NHP page and you can find a wide variety of awesome artwork from the king himself. Awesome. Hell yeah. I'm working on it. Awesome, yeah. badass, wicked. Yeah, wicked. all of these adjectives work. I'll keep trying until I get to this. <laughs> but thank you. But you can email the show at nostalgiahighwaypodcast at gmail.com and our Twitter username is at highwaynhp. So there's all kinds of ways you can reach us. So any input or questions you may have, we'd love to hear from you. Well, guys, that's a wrap 
for the Yuletide Slasher Month, as well as the end of 2019. It's been a good year. It's been a hell of a year. Yeah. Many, Crazy year. Many episodes thrown at you guys, and we're <clears throat> gladly throw you some more. Yeah, we're not coming, done. Coming your way, Hitchhikers. Yeah. But uh, we're working really hard on uh, setting a full 2020 schedule as we speak and uh, working out some details. But we're extremely excited for what the uh, upcoming year holds for us here on the highway. So, on behalf of the Lord Ketchum and Dave King of the Road, I'm your host, the Mayor Matt Logson. And we thank you once again for hitching a ride along with us. And we'll catch you out next time on the highway. Merry Christmas, hitchhikers. Feliz Navidad. Prosperous on you, son. Felicidad. I don't understand what that means. I don't either. Weird. I want to wish you Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> From the bottom of my heart? Oh, okay. <laughs> Merry Christmas. We gotta, we gotta do a, the Hanukkah slasher thing next year. Ooh, Hanukkah slasher. What yeah. do we do? Well, there's a new one coming out. I see. I don't remember the name of it. But Hanukkah. Yeah, it's the Hanukkah Slasher. Yeah, and Sid Haig and uh, yes. Williams. Oh, Hanukkah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Hanukkah. Yeah. Adam Sandler should do a horror Hanukkah movie. He, Oh, man. Horror Hanukkah. Okay, but Eight Crazy <laughs> Nights was enough to make me like <coughs> stop watching Adam Sandler forever. Oh, boy. <laughs> it's a terrible movie. You didn't see the... What was that? The, uh... Shit. Not Magnificent Seven, but the, uh... Yeah, yeah, the, uh... That's on Netflix. Stupid 8 or some shit. Uh, The Ridiculous 6. The Ridiculous 6, yeah. Yeah, The Ridiculous 6. That wasn't bad, man. Are you shitting me? I loved it. Oh, my God. I wouldn't give it a 9 or anything. (laughs) I swear I wouldn't. Mm. I don't know. It's it's a strong 6.5, though, I think. Wow. The Ridiculous 6? Did you not see it? Nope. Wow. I wouldn't give it a ridiculous six rating. A six it's as good is as a ridiculous like a, rating. It's as good as like a Happy Gilmore to me. I mean, Happy Ooh. Gilmore is way better than what? I wouldn't say way better, dude. I don't even. I need give to it an edge but... and know that it's not even close oh, to Happy whatever. Gilmore. If you're wrong. Happy Gilmore is like the. Tip then you of don't the like westerns because this was a funny fucking <coughs> western. But and to say it, that it's. So. F- Oh, man. I know you're wrong on this. <laughs> he's fucking with you. There's no way he's taking this shit seriously. No, I'm he's not saying it's here. better than Happy <laughs> Gilmore. I'm he's saying like, it's, it's in the... Hold on. He's a I got this troll. new bait. Hold on. We're in the same I'm ballpark as Happy Gilmore. My oh, opinion. my God. No way. Bullshit. No. Well, because Happy Gilmore is better than a 6.5. I didn't say it wasn't... <laughs> you said this was. Yeah, I, I said that. Yeah. Or, yeah. I put Happy Gilmore above this. Yeah, I said that. It's in the same ballpark, though. It's not even the same fucking league. It's not even the same sport, bro. Wow. <laughs> Unreal. You're way off. <laughs> You're out of line, Lord. Unreal. <laughs>